welcome to Tuesday, April the 4th. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Enough for Today. We are in Psalm 75, so join me there. I hope you're having a happy Tuesday already. We are in the middle of uh, now Easter week, so pray for us. We have a lot to do to get ready for the weekend and a pretty intense day today ahead of me in terms of meetings and decisions and um, things that are in process. Thankful for all of it and just thankful for the stories that God is writing always. He is blessing the preaching and the teaching of the gospel and the love and the grace that is flowing out of our church family. And uh, every day we get to hear the stories of the good things that God's doing. And so uh, let's pray for a great weekend, pray for the extravaganza, pray for good weather, pray for the Good Friday service and Easter celebration. Well, today we're picking it up. Yesterday we read this, for promotion cometh not from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south, but God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. I primarily applied that uh, in terms of like secular work environments, that we need to be careful about taking things in our own hands and remembering and trust that God is really in charge of our ascent in life. Ascent, arc, descent. Remember that. Uh, that's a helpful uh, image to me. But, um, but there's a gospel sense in this as well. And we're going to see that in the coming verses. So what if promotion, what if the psalmist has in mind the affirmation and the acceptance of God himself? What if the psalmist has in mind the placement of uh, of 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 us in proximity to God's love it could there be a greater promotion let's consider it in that light in light of redemption okay for promotion comes not from the east or the west or from the south but God is the judge now there's a redemptive um, value at play here a an eternal scope to God's elevation or promotion and God's judgment. God is the judge. He puts down one and sets up another. So he he knows it's it's by his judgment that it's determined who is who is rescued and who is condemned, okay? Put up, set down. But but here's why I say that's a valid reading of this. Look at verse 8. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup. And the wine is red and it is full of mixture. And he poureth out the same, but the dregs thereof, all the wicked of the earth shall wring them out and drink them. So this, my friend, is the gospel in Old Testament uh, terms. It's the gospel through the lens of an ancient Israelite. For in the hand of the Lord, there's a cup. That cup, most often in scripture, quite often in scripture, represents the wrath or the judgment of God. And by the way, that is the context because verse 7, he says God is the judge. So in the hand of the Lord, there's a cup. That cup represents wrath or judgment. And the wine is red. Uh, Again, a picture, just like Jesus took the cup when he supped and said, this is the New Testament in my blood, okay? So that fruit of the vine, that wine, by the way, when scripture says the wine is red, what's it referring to? Symbolically, that's a picture of blood, as Jesus taught us through the Lord's Supper. But uh, practically speaking, red wine means it was, um, it was strong drink. It was strong wine because 
typically there was a 10 to 1 dilution in the way that ancient Israelites would consume wine. They didn't want it to be uh, intoxicating, so they would dilute it 10 parts water, one part wine. Um, so that would dilute the alcoholic properties and kill the bacteria as well uh, in the water. And so it would flavor the drink, but it would also purify the drink. So there was a purification process to wine. But if it was, uh, if it was alcoholic, if it was strong drink, then it was still red and, and, and dark. So the wine is red. And in this case, uh, the psalmist says it's full of mixture or spices, uh, nuanced. He's, he's talking about comprehensive, robust judgment, that it is strong uh, and that it is, uh, it is comprehensive, okay? So the Lord, in the Lord's hand, there's a cup and the wine is red and the, it's full of mixture and he pours out of the same. So he's going to pour it out. No way around that judgment will fall. It's going to happen. Um, but we know now through the New Testament lens that it can be diverted, poured out on Jesus instead of poured out on us. That's what it means to receive Jesus Christ as Savior. And that's why we celebrate the good news of Jesus, the good news of God every Sunday, and especially on Resurrection Sunday, because he poured out his judgment on Jesus. But the dregs thereof, all the wicked of the earth, those that reject that judgment, that reject the judgment that fell on Jesus, reject the salvation, the gift of grace, all the wicked of the earth shall wring them out and drink them. So the psalmist is just applying the gospel um, that those who allow God's mercy, those who humbly come before the Lord admitting their sinfulness, admitting their deserving of judgment, but allow God to pour out his judgment on his son instead of them, that will bypass their judgment. But uh, those who reject that, they have no alternative uh, but, to, but to consume the judgment of God and all the way, every bit of it, it is comprehensive, it is just, it is final, it is ultimate. But look at verse 9, and um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll dive deeper into verse 9 and 10 tomorrow, but I will declare forever. Do you see the sense here where the psalmist knows he's saved? He knows, he's assured that judgment has passed. How could you write verse 9? I will declare forever, I will sing the praises of God of Jacob. How could you celebrate eternity if you weren't sure of eternity? So, my friend, God has a cup in his hand. That cup is judgment. It is a judgment we deserve. But every week, and this week among even higher and above all weeks, we celebrate that the cup was poured out on Jesus. Thank God he prayed. Uh, not my will, but thine be done. Happy Tuesday. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.